0: Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode of Approved AF Podcast. I'm your host, Andy, better known as Just Ask Andy. And today we're talking to Lachelle, which is a lunch and brand strategist. She helps anyone that's in the coaching industry to create a signature program. The gems today that she's going to be dropping is about how do you really market your business for profit and be impactful? Not only that she's gonna tell you about when you should actually launch your business while starting in business, also she's gonna give the tips of your top three things you should do when rebranding your company. Guys, make sure you have your pen and paper ready, and let's get into this interview. Now what black cards good credit and such I'm all grown up. Hi guys what's up? It's just Andy, I'm here with Lachelle to do another episode of Approved AF. So make sure you have your pen and paper handy. If not, you can hit the replay button to listen to these gems that Lachelle is getting ready to give us. Let's get started. Okay, Lachelle, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: So first of all, thank you very much for having me. I do not take it lightly that people allow me to pour into their audiences. So thank you for that. Uh, My name is Lashelle Barnett. I am a launch and brand strategist. And essentially what I do is I help those people who are first time coaches understand how to navigate the online space. So typically we are focused on one of two things. Um, It's helping them build out their signature program, Um, So that way they have a process and a system in place for how they're going to help their clients get results. Or we're focusing more on systems and processes. So the automation and um, kind of the back end of their business. That's uh, in short what it is that I do.
0: That is dope. And guys, I'm telling you, make sure you have your pen and paper ready because every business owner needs to know their lunch day. every business owner needs to know how to brand themselves and automation is the key in these, these days. So um, Michelle, just kind of tell us about your industry and why you chose that niche in particular.
1: Yeah, so um, I am in the coaching industry, and for those who are not aware, it has, in the last few years, become a huge booming industry right? And um, part of the reason why I've niched myself in the way that I have around signature programs is because I see, and this is more so um, for those who are, um, for, I've had a lot of experience with coaches, right? Hiring coaches, joining programs, being in masterminds, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and one of the things that I've learned along the way is that experience does not make you an expert, right? It's like when you come into the coaching space and you're building your coaching business, we take right. the experiences that we've had from nine to five, personal experiences, all these different experiences, and we leverage those experiences to be able to build our brand and our business. But really, right. experience is more of a mind uh, employee mindset right? From an employee standpoint, they want you to have experience. They want you to have some degrees or some certifications or some previous work history or whatever they consider to be experience. That is going to get you paid in the employee world. But in the entrepreneur world, experience is not enough. You could have been in HR for 30 years. You could have um, been doing whatever it is that you're now doing in your coaching business for years. But Mm -hmm. what allows you to get paid in this coaching industry is results. It's not experience, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, I see coaches who have not um, made that shift. They're leveraging their experiences, but they actually haven't been able to get results for their clients. They've gotten results in their own life, right? So they do have, you know, some expertise. But I love my niche because most people do not like curriculum. They don't necessarily know how to coach. And so I bring my own experience, right? So I'm a licensed therapist. I've been in therapy 10 plus years prior to starting this business. And so I get to be able to leverage all those years of therapy and showing people how to design a program that actually gets your client's results, right? That's it. It's like if you can get your client's results, you can charge whatever you want. You can market less right? You can have as few or as many clients as you want, but if you can't get your clients results, then you will never obtain the freedom that you're really looking for that so many of us get into entrepreneurship for. So for me, it's about bringing excellence back into the coaching industry and and requiring that we be experts at results and not just experience. Wow. Wow. Guys,
0: I I don't know who works nine to five or actually run a company, but we just started on the first question and (laughs) if this is not a light bulb going off right now, I'm I'm going to help you out. If you go around telling your clients that you have experience, Lachelle just told us we're doing the wrong thing. It's about results, and I'm going to use that in my own company. Like, that's the gem, guys. If you if you keep talking about your work history, what you did in the past, just from that experience, you still have a mindset of a employee, but if you start talking about giving results, now you're making a shift into actual entrepreneurship, owning a business or owning a company. I love it. I, I like that. That is go because I know um, even when you're ready to exceed in your business, you don't know the right language to use sometimes and mindset, and I think that right there will help a lot, Rochelle. Thank you so much for that. You're Let's, welcome. Go ahead. Let's go to the next question. Guys, make sure you have your pen and paper now. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> about how long you've actually been in business, right? You know how people start, and it's a hobby, but how long have you actually been in business? And can you clarify that for us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this is my seventh year as an entrepreneur, right? Um, but prior to this business, I was running a nonprofit. And then I switched over and built a for-profit, which is obviously the business that I have now, which I've had for three years. So <clears throat> we are past the, the initial um, newbie stage where you're still kind of trying to figure it out between running the nonprofit and this this business, I've learned so much information, and specifically um, building online, right? So I'm full-time in my business, and my business is 100% online. And that is 100% different than building offline. Like, it is a different experience altogether. Um, So, yeah, that's how long I've been doing it.
0: Oh, you know what question is coming next. Can you please (laughs) tell us? Well, This is one part of it. Why did you switch from a nonprofit to a for-profit company?
1: Yeah, so this is an interesting story, and I want to be mindful of our time. Um, so I was running a nonprofit for about four years, loved the work that we were doing, didn't have a plan to stop doing the nonprofit. Um, but after about four years, we started running into some bumps. Nothing too crazy, but you know, for me, If I start experiencing challenges and they're back to back to back, then it's a sign for me to slow down, be still, talk to God, figure out what I need to tweak and then keep moving. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did with the nonprofit. We started having some challenges. And so I had a spot that's about 45 minutes from where I live where I just walk and I talk to God. And as I did that and I was saying, hey, God, we're doing this, we're doing this, show me how to fix it, what do I need to do. He laid something on me that I was unprepared for. He Hi. said, that season of your life is over with. And I'm like, uh, I, I feel like you didn't hear the question. Like, that's not, <laughs> that, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> and he said a bunch of stuff. But in short, he said, if I let you keep this, you'll never become who I called you to be. And when I tell Ooh. you that I cried, I grieved, because it was a very public closing right? We mm. had to shut down. We had a lot of things going on at the time and so we had to begin the transition of mm-hmm. shutting down, you know, different programs and people just kept asking why and why and why and all I could tell them was this is what God told me to do. And when I had to go to my board, I cried through the entire conversation mm. and I'm like, this is what God told me to do. So, I the, the non-profit ended at the time because God said, we're done with that. In hindsight, it was because god wanted me to be able to leverage my gift right the the it talks about the fact that your gift will make room for you right mm-hmm. And so a lot of time mm-hmm. a lot of times uh we are so passionate about a thing that we're never profitable from a thing yeah right but i'm i'm anti-christians are supposed to be broke mm-hmm. i mean it, I, the god i serve that don't make sense to me if he mm. got all this money well, I ain't got none. <laughs> and so the nonprofit, was great from an impactful standpoint. I mean, I'm talking about we're impacting lives in a way that I never imagined, but we were not profitable at all, right? And so this time around, it was about how I build a business that is both profitable and impactful. I don't want just one. Don't just give me the money without the impact. And don't just give me the impact without the money. I don't want either one of them separate. And so I had to go on this journey of figuring out, well, what does it look like to build both? right, to where I'm not killing myself with the nonprofit, and then we're struggling on the back end. We're not doing that. That's not God's best. And so that's really how, it, how I transitioned from doing the nonprofit into this. It was, okay, God, show me what, what do you want me to do next? What does impact and um, income look like?
0: Wow, guys. Like, I, this is the part that I really did get. When that season is over, those doors gonna close with or without you. And if you're not ready, Mm -hmm. you better get ready. (laughs) Here's
1: the other thing that I was.
0: Uh huh. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: uh, The thing I was just gonna add to what you just said was this is the tricky part. This is my perception. I could be wrong. I'm not the end all, be all about God, but I know how He works with me in my life. And
0: -hmm. what I tell
1: people all the time is that you get to decide. Like our God is so merciful and so loving that he allows us to choose what we will continue to do or not do. And so if I had decided that I was going to stick with the nonprofit, I believe that there would have been a measure of blessing, a measure of success, right? But there would never have been fulfillment. There would have never been all that he's called me to be. I would not have been able to achieve that. And so you get to decide when God tells us to do this or don't do this. Even when we're disobedient, because <laughs> sometimes we don't hear well, it's like, no, you you get to decide which way you're going to move, um, and whether you're going to really operate in fear or you're going to operate in faith. Yeah,
0: I want to shout y'all because y'all don't understand. <laughs> when is the shift that she's speaking of, real quick? I did that myself as well. August 1st, 2019, I stopped healthcare altogether and was like, yo, I'm just out. I can't take it anymore. I have been in healthcare since 2005. So, 2005 all the way to 2019, and just quit cold turkey to be an entrepreneur. That's not easy. It's not easy for anyone, but prayer did get me through prayer did get me to the people that surrounded surrounded me right now to make my company thrive. So I know exactly what you're talking about, Michelle. And anyone that's out there, no matter who you pray to, even if you just talk to yourself, you have to have that conversation when it's time to make a shift within your life for the betterment of your own life. So, we're not going to take up the time about that because that motivation, that mindset is, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about this part. Um, how did you decide to become an online business? Like how you just knew that, you know what, I'm, instead of me trying to be offline out of time, I'm just going to be an online business and this is how I'm running my company. How did you make that decision?
1: Um, So, a couple things. So, one, I am an advocate that we are to build our businesses around your gift and mm-hmm. who you are in your at your core, right? And remember, God told me when I shut the one thing down, He said this next thing, whatever it is, because He didn't tell me what it was. Now you get to be who you really are called to be. Now I didn't know what that meant at the time, but it kept ringing in the back of my ear, in the back of my mind. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And so as I started to learn more about marketing and sales and understanding mm-hmm. your target market and all these different things that are required for you to be able to build your brand, the thing that I learned about myself, number one, I'm an introvert, right? Mm. I don't network. I don't, I don't want to be, which is crazy because people are like, how can you be a social worker <laughs> and you don't like people? But the truth is, it's not that I don't like people. Is that my energy gets drained by being around mm-hmm. a lot of people, right? So mm. just today, this is the third No, one, two, three. This is the fourth thing that I'm speaking on today, right? I've done my own (laughs) training with my own tribe. I was Mm -hmm. in somebody else's Facebook group, and I feel drained. So I know me, right? So part Mm -hmm. of how you build your business in a way that you love is by understanding you. And I don't want to be in rooms with a bunch of people. That's not my thing. I'm an introvert, right? So Mm -hmm. the online space is perfect for me because I'm at home. There's nobody here but me. (laughs) Yeah. now it's a a little tricky because sometimes people struggle to put themselves out there and market because there are a lot of potential people watching but from an energy energy standpoint it was in in alignment with who I am right and it was not something that I planned I did not plan to build an online business it was just as I learned about business as a whole and as I learned about what it is that I really wanted to do it was connected to freedom I remember yeah um, (laughs) I remember being on a call with a coach that I was considering hiring and she was asking me all these questions. She's like, okay, well tell me a little bit about what you want to do. Do you want to travel and speak on stages or do you want to work from home or, you know, she just kept throwing out all these ideas. And what i learned is that everything that she said, she asked me, I said yes to, Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. Oh yeah. I'd love to do that. Oh yeah. I'm open to doing that. (laughs) And when I got off the call, I realized Lachelle, She did not ask you what you were willing to do. She asked you what you wanted to do because they're not the same. They're not the same. And so from that point, I was able to get clear and say, no, what is it that you want to do? And the truth is I don't want to put on clothes. I don't want to travel. Not that I don't, right? I do speak on people's stages, but that's not a big part of my own business model. And so I think for those of you who are listening, you have to align your business with who you are right? Because if not, you will build a business that, first of all, most people are building a job and not a business. But Uh-oh. if you happen to be able to build a business, you want it to be something that you love versus something you hate. So it just kind of naturally flowed for me as I learned what it was going to really take to be able to build a brand.
0: Yes. Understanding your gift and how you would like to deliver that gift. Let's go. <laughs>
1: Listen, <laughs> it's a
0: <laughs> okay, so um. tell us, how do you market your business to be profitable if it wasn't online? Like, how could you make that shift at the internet dies today? What could you do?
1: Yeah, so the principles are still the same, right? The, the marketing mm-hmm. does not change from a principle standpoint. It's just the activity that would change. So the basics of marketing is where are your people, right? Where is your mm-hmm. ideal client already at in large numbers? So I would simply find that person. Where is that person already at offline, right? And then I would Mm -hmm. position myself to get in front of that audience and begin to build my list. And that's really an online term, but it's the same process offline. It's getting Mm -hmm. in front of your ideal client and then pitching yourself. And pitching yourself does not mean selling something, right? Mm -hmm. It's being... Being the expert, solving a problem, helping people gain the know, like and trust factor—that's nurturing, you know, your ideal client, and then eventually pitching them. So it's, the, the process is the same. It's just I would have to get on clothes, get put clothes on, and you know, put in a little bit of different kind of work than the work that I'm doing now.
0: I I love that you keep saying that because I have a brand manager. She's the same way. She's like, if I ever have to come to one somewhere, can you like let me know ahead of time so I can get my mind together that I have to put on clothes. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> Listen, when I'm ready to do this, I'm like, is this audio? Or am I going to have to put on? Like, I need to know ahead. I had to review the email because I need to know if this is audio or video, honey. <laughs>
0: right, right. And I love it because it, it allows you to be free. Like you said, that freedom make you want to do it even more versus, okay, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm going to be okay, but I just don't want to do that. So it's great, it's great. All right, so um, tell us, tell someone that's just starting a business, like when is the right time to actually launch?
1: So say that last part, someone who's starting in business and what? Yeah,
0: someone that's starting a business and, you know, they have a product mm-hmm. or a service. When is the right time to launch that idea?
1: Okay, so here is, Is my take on this because I help a lot of people who are in the early stages who are launching their programs and their services. Uh And a lot of times I see people doing things out of order. So let's just use brick and mortars, I want to say, are almost a thing of the past, right? Online is just growing and growing and growing. But think about it if you had a brick and mortar, right? Whether you were Mm -hmm. doing a beauty product, the journal line, you were provided therapy, it doesn't matter whether it's a product or service, there are certain things that you would have in place before you ever opened your door, before you hung your shingle, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. You would be clear on what it is that you're offering, whether it's one thing or a thousand things. You would get clear about whether you're going to be working there full time or whether you're going to have your little cousin or an intern or you're going to hire somebody. There are some things that you would have in place before you ever hung your shingle. So here's my thought process um, especially for those of you who are more in a service-based um, business is that you got to start with the product first. What is it that you're offering? Who are you offering to? What problem are you solving? Right. Those are things that you can get clear about before you ever hang your shingle. Right. And mm-hmm. if you're doing more of a service, you want to be able to beta that, right. It's the same process that somebody would go through if they were doing a product. They might have three or four different versions of the journal. They might have three or four different versions of the material. Like we skip that part on the service-based side, and we don't pay Mm -hmm. enough attention to the product that we're offering. But the truth is the freedom that you're looking for is based on your ability to get your clients, your customers' results. And the way you get people results has everything to do with your product or your service. And so to me, there should be, um, I would say maybe a 90-day period where you are getting clarity, mapping out a plan, and beta your program or your service. So you can still make money during that 90-day period, but mm-hmm. your focus is not on making money. The goal is not to make a ton of money. That's not it. Like, the goal is, do I have a product or a service that actually works? That's it. That's the only focus when you're first launching your brand or your business.
0: Oh, Lachelle, when I tell you, when you said that 90 days with the beta program, God, I'm not even going to give those details. If you want to catch up with Lachelle, you will hear her information at the end of this podcast. When I tell you a beta program, no matter if you have a product or a service, just, I'm not going to give details. I'm just going to tell you, you need it and it work. I seen my first 5000 dollars on a beta program and I never thought it was gonna work. I'm like, yeah, they're not gonna listen to me. Whew! Being consistent and giving information at the right time, it works. So here's the last two questions that I kind of I'm gonna put them together, Lachelle, because I don't want to take all your time, but this is good. I, <laughs> I don't know who haven't got their pen and paper and probably on the back side of their paper by now. But this is golden, guys. Like, okay, so, Michelle, tell us the top three tips to rebranding your business or company to be approved AL.
1: Okay, so the first is to be crystal clear about what it is that you want to be known for. Okay? Like, I see a lot of people who especially in the online space, but even if you're not. In this time, while we're going through this transition, everybody is trying to get online.
0: But Mm -hmm. a lot of times
1: people don't even have clarity around what is it that you want to be known for. And because there are other people with T-shirt brands, there are other people who are coaches, there are other people who do the same thing that you do, you will have to differentiate yourself. You will have to be clear about what you do and how it makes it, how it's different. Than other people who do similar kinds of work, and so the first step is getting crystal clear about what's the one thing that you want to be known for. That's it. Like that's you gotta. I know that sometimes that's, that's a hard question. Sometimes it's easy for people, but if you don't spend the time to get clear about that one thing, you end up on a hamster wheel. You end up going in circles when it could have took you, you know, three months to get somewhere, and now it took you three years. So that's my, my mm. first my first step. The second thing is for you to design a process or a system for how you're going to help people get the results that they want. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're having a product or a service, you need to align what you want to do with your market. A lot of times, I, I don't, somebody sold us a dream. It's like the same thing I hear with Christianity and I don't want to understand to know Christianity thing. <laughs> but one of the things that I hear when it comes to Christianity is, Oh, well, this was supposed to be easier, right? Like, God loves me, mm-hmm. this walk is supposed to be, but that ain't, that's not how this walk works. Somebody mm-hmm. told us in this entrepreneur game that over here, I get to do all the things that I love that I didn't get to do with my nine to five. Oh, no, that's, that's not true. You get right. to do more of what you love. There's no question about that. You get to get mm-hmm. in alignment with your gifts, but there are still things that you're going to have to do that you do not love. OK, and so what I see as the second thing is that I see a lot of times people are so focused on them and what they want to bring to the marketplace. I want mm-hmm. to do this journal line. I want to do this teacher line. I want to create this coaching program. But they don't pay enough attention to their market. And then they're frustrated with why this thing is not selling because it's not about you. Right. Your business is not about you. That's the bad news. Now, you get to align it with you. Right? There are certain things that I do that are in alignment with who I am, but I have to serve my market based on what they want in alignment with my gift. That's a whole conversation within itself. But the mm-hmm. second thing that I would say is in order to be approved, you can't be all focused on you. You won't make money like that and you won't make impact like that. You will be frustrated and not, not be profitable. Um, and then the last one is to become an expert in your space. Allow, and this is so big, allow yourself time to become who you're supposed to become in order for you to get what you are designed to have, right? So we all want to be experts in our space. We all want to be the number one person at whatever it is that we do. But if you don't actually go through the process of becoming, right? So let's say I'm teaching people how to lose 20 pounds in 20 days. Well, you're not going to get it right with the first client, right? Me losing 20 mm-hmm. pounds in 20 days is different than me teaching somebody else to do it. They're okay. not the same. And so we don't take enough time to perfect our gifts. Our gifts have to be cultivated, right? I'm better at some things naturally than somebody else. But the people who are also naturally gifted in my area, I'm only better than them from a gifting standpoint is if I cultivate that gift. And so the third Mm -hmm. thing for me is for you to actually become. It is for you to actually take the time to perfect your program, your process, your system. So if you got a T-shirt line, how do you become the best? What are the things that you need to work out? Is it delivery? Is it customer service? Is it finding the sayings that are going in your shirt? Like there are a lot of things that you need to actually spend the time to get good at before you could ever be approved in my mind and become the expert, the number one go-to in your, your niche.
0: Okay. We going not need a part two. I, if you <laughs> want a part two, make sure you drop a five star review and put your comments at the bottom. We need a part two. I don't care what nobody say, but this podcast <laughs> today has topped all podcasts I have been. I'm just being honest. I'm so sorry. But this was real golden information and I'm so excited to anyone that took the time out to listen to this from beginning to end. I'm gonna tell you to hit that replay button because this was amazing, like Lachelle, like, thank you. Thank you so much for not giving us the fluff. Thank you so much for giving us straight facts. And thanks so much, thank you so much for letting anyone understand what approved AF is. It's not just saying I've been in the industry. It's not just saying I have the experience in the industry. It's not just saying I did this to get here to go there. It's about understanding your craft, being a student of your craft, and maximizing your craft all together as one. Lachelle you are amazing
1: (laughs) thank you so much for having me I appreciate it
0: yes and please can you tell the listeners where they actually can find you whether it's on social media or anywhere give us those details
1: absolutely so the easiest you I I can't I can't accept any more friends I'm already at my (laughs) 5,000 but if you go to blackfemalecoaches.com you can join my community right, just blackfemalecoaches.com, and it will direct you in a multitude of ways. My communities where I share nuggets all the time, and I'm teaching, and I'm training, it will add you to my email list, so when I'm sending emails out, you guys can get those as well. That is the best way to connect with me, is at blackfemalecoaches.com.
0: Yes, and guys, the very, the important part that she did just tell you is get on the email list, don't try to skip around, get little nuggets here and there. Be in tune in your craft at what you're trying to do. Lachelle's telling you in this interview, it's about your mind. It's about your branding. It's about having that strategy. And listen, as soon as we get off, I'm getting on the email list as well myself. I heard nuggets that I haven't heard before. But guys, what she said was the website, blackfemalecoaches.com. Thank you so much, Lashelle, for your time. And I really appreciate you taking the time time out to give us uh, these gems today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. You guys, best of luck.
0: Of course, of course. Um, But I'm still telling y'all, we're going to get a (laughs) party. So everybody that's listening, thank you so much. Hit that replay button. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review with your response to this podcast. Besides that, again, I am the host andy known as just act andy make sure you come back for our next episode with more gems to give you talk to you guys later bye just a reminder thank you for listening to approved af podcast make sure you like subscribe and leave a five-star review If you by chance have a Twitter account, make sure you follow us at Approved AF. On Thursdays, you could be featured on Who Tried It episodes if you hashtag Who Tried It with your explanation. Again, thanks for listening to Approved AF Podcast. Make sure you click the link under this segment so you can get the latest updates, challenges, and even events that we're hosting also remember we have options that equal opportunities so when the opportunity comes we have options stay up with kf